Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. You're listening to the Bears Brothers Podcast and Post Game Show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. This is your host, Will DeWitt, and I hope that you've been well over the past week. Trust me, I know just how hard the offseason can be, but the good news is the NFL Scouting Combine is right around the corner. In fact, it begins in just one week. That makes this the perfect time to go ahead and preview that annual affair. What names should we pay attention to? Who are the players that can help themselves the most? Who are those sleepers? Who can the Bears target to replace guys like Jarrell Freeman and Josh Sitton, both of which were just released a few hours ago? To discuss all that and more, I'm excited to bring on another fellow Bears brother and PFF analyst, Steve Letizia, who has been scouting college players all the way since September. I forgot the exact number, Steve. How many hundred of hours did you assume you've watched of college tape? Oh, I don't even know at this point. Um you know, when I was working for PFF, it was I was watching, you know, like 20 hours a week. And it's probably actually been more since I stopped doing that since the season's been over. So um, basically any free time I have, that's what I've been doing. Um, I, I enjoy it. So it's not I mean, it doesn't seem like it's 30 hours a week, but it might be 30 hours a week. Maybe that's a little like, that's like a part time job right there. Yeah. You know, it's, I take it seriously. So hopefully uh, people can learn something and hopefully people appreciate uh, all the work I've put in. So. Exactly. I'm sure they will. I know I am. I'm just, uh, you and I had a few discussions uh, leading up to this podcast, what we want to talk about. And I'm excited. Last year we did a combine preview, but of course, being Nick Brandon and myself, we focus primarily on watching the Bears. We don't have all that extra time to go out there, watch some college film. So having mm-hmm. someone like you to come on and share your insights, definitely huge. And it's, it's going to bring a ton of value to our listeners. So before we get into the show, I just want to ask our listeners for one thing, and that's if you haven't yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, it's the best way to keep up with us all season and all off season long as you get a notification each and every time that we have a show. That way you never miss out. And our goal is to have 3,000 YouTube subscribers before the beginning of next season. I think we need about a little less than nine, a little less than 800 to reach that goal. So help us out if you can. But Steve, I'm ready to get going. You ready to go? Absolutely. Awesome. So to begin, I want to become more familiar with some of the bigger names that will be participating in the combine. And let's just go ahead and start on offense. Who are some of the top players in that side of the ball? Because you mentioned right before we went live that you have a top 10. So who's that top 10 of the players on offense? Yeah. And uh, so the, I'm going to start with the top 10 offense players, then I'll transition to top 10 defense. When we first talked about doing these top 10 offense players, started putting together my list and I realized that I don't like the offensive players in this draft, especially at the top. Um, there are some good guys um, at the first couple guys are good. Uh, but after that, it, it, it got a little dicey. I had to stretch for some, some, for some players, but I'll start with number one. Um, he's my number one player. I wrote about him on my very first article for the bears brothers. Uh, that's offensive guard, Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame. Um, he's just a complete player, uh, strong, athletic, um, just a dominant player. When you watch his tape, it's just, you, you could know nothing about football, but if you watch Quentin Nelson, you would know he's a good football player. Um, so that was, that was a pretty easy number one for me. Um, moving on. Number two uh, is running back Saquon Barkley from Penn state. Um, once again, oh, another really good player. Um, I'm not sure he's the generational type talent that everyone has, or most people have been saying he is. Um, he, I have some questions about his vision, um, but that's, I'm really just nitpicking at this point. Like He is a quality player, sure. um, but if you watch enough of one guy, you're going to find a few things to, to critique. But um, he should go in the top seven, hopefully, uh, because that would push a better player down to the Bears, because I don't see the Bears drafting Saquon Barkley. 
Um, but he's my number two player on offense. Um, number three, um, I have wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Um, he's a player uh, from Alabama. He's a player that's been mo- uh, mocked most to the Bears, I think. Um, while other people don't really think he's worth the eighth pick, I could actually see him being worth the eighth pick. Um, he suffered a lot just because of his quarterback play around him. Um, I think the uh, Devontae, one of the Bears brothers, tweeted this, and I looked it up. Um, the starting quarterback for Alabama had about 20. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. The 2,000 passing yards, and Calvin really almost had 1,000. Wow. Um, so wow. if he had a better quarterback, he would have been easily over a thousand. He would have been, he would have been, he would be considered a top five player in this class if he had better quarterback play. Um, number four is my first quarterback, Josh Rosen. Um, obviously the bears aren't going to draft a quarterback that high. Um, so they're not going to draft Josh Rosen, but, um, when it comes to the combine, it's important to watch these top quarterbacks because we want as many quarterbacks to go top seven as possible. Um, That just means the better players can be pushed down to the Bears. Um, That could mean Quentin Nelson, Kelvin Ridley, um, and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, Number five, uh, Darius Geis, the running back from LSU. Again, Bears probably aren't drafting a running back, especially at number eight. Um, But it's important that we want as many running backs at the combine to do well to push better players down to the second round for the Bears. Um, number six is also a running back, Ronald Jones out of USC. Um, another really good player, super athletic, so he should do really well at the combine. Um, he could jump Darius Geis if he does pretty well at the combine. Um, and once again, Bears probably won't draft him, but he's a good player. Um, and number seven on the offensive side of the ball, uh, a player the Bears might actually draft um, is Connor Williams, an offensive tackle from Texas. Um, he was injured this year um, and didn't play as well as he did in 2015 and 2016. But in 2015 and 16, he looked like a potential all-pro tackle. Um, And if you can get that in the first round, that'd be great. Um, I think eight would be a bit of a reach for him. But if the Bears trade down, he could be a prime candidate to be their pick. Um, So I really like him. Um, Number eight, this is going to be kind of a surprise for most people. Um, I don't know if anyone is as high on him as I am, but I really like him. Um, it's another wide receiver, actually. It's wide receiver Auden Tate from Florida State. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so uh, it, this wide receiver class is weird because you have Calvin Ridley at the top, um, and then after that you have about 15 guys who could potentially be the number two wide receiver. Um, and I personally think Auden Tate is that guy. He's like he's 6'5", 230 pounds. Um, he's another guy like Calvin Ridley who suffered mostly because of quarterback play. Um, his quarterback, DeAndre Francois, got injured in week one. And he didn't put up great numbers. But if you actually watch him and put on the tape, you see a guy who can make contested catches. Um, he's probably not going to run a super fast 40. But even if he runs a 4-5 40, that's, that's going to be amazing because he's 6-5. Um, so when I was watching him, um, a guy I compared him to, and I did this on my mock draft, was um, Alshon Jeffrey, which Bears fans should be very familiar with. Um, and Alshon Jeffrey was a guy I really liked coming out of college. Um, I wanted the Bears to draft him in the first round. They got him in the second round, so that was awesome. Um, but if he can be Alshon Jeffrey, um, that'd be great. Um, he might, even though I have him as the eighth best offensive player in the draft, there's a possibility he is there in the second round, and I think he'd be a great pick for the Bears. Um, number nine um, is another position of need for the Bears, offensive guard Isaiah Wynn from Georgia. Um, he's He played left tackle for Georgia. He's going to move inside to guard. At the, at the pros, but he's super athletic, great movement skills. Um, and that's, I mean, the Bears just released Josh Sitton today because he probably wasn't as athletic as they want. So he'd be a great replacement for Josh Sitton. Um, probably not going to be available when the Bears pick in the second round, unfortunately. Um, he'll probably go mid mid first, maybe late first. Um, but he's a, he's a really good player. He should be a really good guard for a long time. Um, and then lastly, number 10, another guard, Will Hernandez mm-hmm. from UTEP. Um, same position as Isaiah Wynn, completely different players. Um, where Wynn is more an athlete, Hernandez is more uh, a power player. He's going to uh, 
be best suited in a uh, power um, man blocking scheme, uh, which the Bears don't really run. I actually had Will Hernandez as the Bears' second-round pick in my mock. If I had to do that again, I probably wouldn't mock Will Hernandez to the Bears. Because um, the more I thought about it, I'm not sure he really fits what the Bears want to do. Uh, they want more athletes, maybe smaller offensive guards, but can get to the second level. Um, so he might not fit what the Bears do, but he's still a quality player. And he should go in the first round. All right. So, Steve, you mentioned a couple of names that I think are going to be in play for Chicago at number eight. You know, Calvin Ridley, Quentin Nelson. Is there any other names out of that top 10 do you think are in play in the first round or if there's anyone else maybe in the second round? I know when you're talking about top 10 offensive players, it's going to be really hard for some of them to fall all the way right. with them to the Bears pick early in the second. Yeah, like you said, Quentin Nelson obviously be a great replacement for um, for Josh Sitton. Um, I think he might be there at eight, but I mean, he'd be a great pick. Like you said, um, uh, Calvin Ridley as well. I, I like him as an eight as well. Um, the one, the only other player in this list that has a potential to be drafted by the Bears probably is is Connor Williams. Um, so I've seen him mock to the Bears a few times, but like I said, I'd be a little bit dis- disappointing just because I think there are other good players. I like Connor Williams, but I think there will be better players available at eight. Um, but um, like I said, if they trade down, maybe he'd be a possibility. Um, and then Isaiah Wynn and Nodden Tate, I mentioned they, there's a possibility they're there in the second round. Um, I think they'd be good players too. But um, So when I put together these two top 10 lists, um, Isaiah Wynn might be my ninth offensive player, but he's not in my top 20 total players. So he might be closer to 25, 26, 27, something like that. So there's a possibility he slips to the second. Awesome. All right. So- Let's go ahead and flip it. Um, let's go ahead and talk about your top 10 defensive players. And please tell us that he liked that group a little bit more than he did the offensive group after you went through all the scouting. Uh, absolutely. I actually really love this defensive class. Um, I think the Bears will go defense in there unless it's unless Quentin Nelson is probably the only person that uh, on offense that I would see above some of these defensive players. But I think they will go defense. Um and I actually really struggled to fit only 10 people in my top 10 defensive that's not, players. That's not a bad problem to have. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, if if I were doing a top 20 players, I'd probably have 15 defenders, only five offense players, something like that. So, um, But I'll, I'll start with number one, and that's – this was actually a tough decision, but I think I made the right one. I started with um, Bradley Chubb from North Carolina State, um, the edge player. I think he's just a complete player. Um, he's not, he's a lot like Miles Garrett from last year, maybe not as athletic. So he doesn't have the, the upside that Miles Garrett had, but I think he can come in right away, be a 10 second year guy. If somehow he fell to the bears at number eight, like I think I wrote in my article, Brian Pace should sprint to the podium, um, uh, because yeah. I think he's by far the best defensive player in this class. So, um, and, and a difference maker as a pass rusher. Um, the guy I was considering putting above him but didn't um, is Tremaine Edmonds from Virginia Tech, the linebacker. Um, I wrote about him in my first mock. I had the Bears picking him at eight. Um, I think he's a really good player. Like I said, I thought about putting him over Bradley Chubb, uh, but I just couldn't do it. And that's mostly just because um, I really like Edmonds, but I think he does have some bust potential. And Bradley Chubb is just much, a much safer prospect. So um, while Edmonds might be an all-pro someday, there's also a possibility he's out of the league in, in a few years. Um, Although that's probably unlikely, uh, but he's a player I like. Uh, he's six five, two fifty. He's probably going to run like a four five at the in the forty, which is just ridiculous for a guy his size. Um, he's also one of the youngest players in the draft. He's only nineteen, which is makes me feel ancient. Um, but he's um, he should like I said he should dominate the the testing. Um, he has better instincts than I think he's given credit for. He had a few games earlier in the year where he didn't look great, but late in the year, he actually, he really started to come into his own um, and really get better as the year went on. Um, number three is probably a, a player people are familiar with. He's been mocked to the Bears a few times, is Minka Fitzpatrick from Alabama, the safety slash corner. Um, I don't know how the Bears see him. Some I've heard some people like him as a corner, but most people like him as a safety, and I think that's where I stand too, is more of a, as a safety rather than an outside corner. Um, but if the Bears do think he can play outside corner, I think he'd be a great pick at number eight. Um, since he's just a safety and most likely um, a safety slash slot corner, I, I hesitate to have the Bears draft him at eight. Not that I would be upset about it, but, I mean, you can get a slot corner anywhere. Uh, but I do think he's a tremendous talent, super fast. He should should do really well at the combine, um, should be a top 10 pick easily. Um, so I really like him as well. Uh, number four, I have Roquan Smith from Georgia, the inside linebacker. Um, 
like Edmonds. Uh, he's similar player to Edmonds, but he's much smaller, which is why I have him a little bit farther down. Um, his instincts might be a little bit better, but I don't think his um, potential is that of Tremaine Edmonds. But he's a, he's a quality player. I would be okay with the Bears picking him at eight, especially since now we don't have Joel Freeman, which was kind of expected. But but he could be a good replacement for him. Um, him next to Devontae Freeman. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, um, Danny, Danny Trevathan. I don't know why I said Devontae Freeman. Uh, but Danny uh, Danny Trevathan would be uh, a pretty good one-two punch. Um, number five is a player I really like. Uh, is Derwin James from Florida State, also a safety, kind of like Micah Fitzpatrick. Um, he's a little bigger. He's actually a lot bigger than Micah Fitzpatrick. He's 6'3", 210. Um, so he's going to be more of an in-the-box safety where Micah Fitzpatrick can be kind of over-the-top safety. Um, but I think he he's super athletic. It's obvious on the tape that he's going to blow up the combine. Um, I thought about putting him lower, but after I thought about it, you know, he can't. He's going to, like I said, he's going to blow up the combine, so he's going to be a top 10. Finally. A bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. I think he will go top ten when the draft actually comes around. Um, he missed all of uh, he missed all of 2016 with an injury, and when he came back this year, he was a little rusty. You can tell early in the year, but as the year went on, he really he really started to show the flashes that he showed when he was a freshman in 2015. Um, so I think he he would actually be a decent pick for the Bears if he dominates the combine like I think he should. Uh, number six is a player I just wrote about in my last article, uh, Harold Landry from Boston College. Um, I really like Harold Landry. Um, he's not, he doesn't have the pass rush arsenal that Bradley Chubb has, um, but he's has the thing that teams cover most, and that's speed. Um, he can just run around offensive tackles. It doesn't matter um, if he needs to maybe put it on a few pounds or get a little stronger. It doesn't matter because he can just run around you anyway. Um, I think he can be right out of the gate an eight sack a year guy, uh, with potential to be maybe a ten to twelve sack a year guy. He reminds me a lot of Leonard Floyd when he came out, actually. Um, kind of a similar frame. Um, maybe he needs that a few a few pounds, but um, really good, really fast, really athletic. He should um, he should dominate the combine, and he he'd be worth the pick at eight if the Bears decide to go that way. Uh, number seven is cornerback uh, Denzel Ward out of Ohio State. Um, I struggle. I thought about maybe dropping him down a few slots, only because he's only he's listed at five ten, I believe. He's probably closer to five nine. I don't know if you can justify drafting a five nine corner at eight or in the top ten, um, but I do think he is a good coverage corner. So um, maybe he goes in the middle of the round, late round. But I don't know. I, I think I think people are overrated him slightly, but I think he's still a good player. I've seen a lot of people mock him to the Bears. I don't think that's going to be the pick because I think the Bears like longer um, corners, um, people taller, better length. Um, speaking of which, number eight is cornerback Isaiah Oliver from Colorado. Um, he's he's a taller corner, a little bit, uh, maybe not as athletic as Denzel Ward, uh, but he's six one, has long arms, um, can play off man coverage, press man, zone coverage. He can really do it all. So I think he's very scheme versatile. Um, I have him over Josh Jackson, who I think is the most is the consensus number two cornerback in the draft. Um, but I think I, Oliver will test better, and I think he's just a better overall corner. Yeah, don't tell Nick that. Um, don't tell Nick that. Is he a big fan of Josh Jackson? Well, he went to Iowa, so yeah, he is. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. He did. All right, yeah, I won't. I won't mention that to him. <laughs> um, I do like Josh Jackson, though. I don't want to knock Josh Jackson. I think he's a good corner. I just think Oliver's a little bit better. Sure. Um, number nine is a player that I like, kind of like Auden Tate. I have a little bit higher on my board than than most people, um, and that's Leighton Vander Esch from Boise State. Um, he's an inside linebacker. Um, I had him in my, in my mock draft. I did. I had him in the late first, and I compared him to Brian Urlacher. Um, that might have been a little uh, ambitious. Uh, but I think coming out, when Brian Urlacher was coming out of New Mexico, there are similar players in that regard. I don't think Lane Van Der Esch is going to be a Hall of Fame player, 
but I think they have similar frames, similar styles of play when, when Brian Orlacher was coming out. So he still has to do a lot of work to become Brian Orlacher, uh, but he's a good player. Uh, he's going to he's gonna do really well at the combine. He's, he's 6'4", 240. He's probably going to run a 4'6", have good um, – perform well in the – in the three cone, the short shuttle, and and those drills. So I think after the combine, he'll be talked a lot more about as a top 20 player in this draft. Uh, but I like him a lot. Um, and then finally, number 10, um, a player the Bears probably won't draft. Um, uh, defensive lineman Maurice Hurst. Maurice Hurst from Michigan. Um, he's a, a three-tech defensive tackle. He fits better in a 4-3, which the Bears don't run. Um, even um, He could play in the Bears like nickel package, for example, but I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, but he's a good player. He's he's really fast. He should do pretty well at the combine. He's a little undersized, but but he's he's a top ten defensive player in this class for sure. Awesome. So Steve, you just went through ten defensive players. So just like the offense, I want to know out of that group, who do you think would be on the Bears' radar come draft time? Um, I think most of the players I just mentioned should be should be on the Bears' radar. At least like the top six or so. Um, obviously, like I said, Bradley Chubb would be a great pick. Probably not going to happen. Um, Really love Tremaine Edmonds. I think he'd be a great pick for the Bears. He would allow um, – he could rush the passer on third down, play inside linebacker on first and second down. Um, best thing about him is I think he would allow Leonard Floyd to rush the passer more because, as we know, Vic Fangio dropped Leonard Floyd into coverage a lot on third down, um, which is fine because he, he he did fine at that, but I think he's better off suited just you know going right after the passer. Um, and Tremaine Edmonds can kind of take over that role for Leonard Floyd. He can drop into coverage, let Leonard Floyd be a all-time pass rusher. And I think his he then Leonard Floyd easily becomes a 10, 12 sack a year guy. Um, so I think that would help. Uh Minka Fitzpatrick, um, obviously he's been mocked to the Bears a lot. That'd be a great pick. Like I said, Darren James, if he has a good combine, could be. Um, and then Harold Landry as well. If he has a good combine. Um, he had an ankle injury this year. If he proves he's healthy, he's well worth the eighth pick. Awesome. All right. So coming up next, we're going to go ahead and look through all these positions that are going to be participating at the combine. And Steve's going to go ahead and highlight a player or two from each that can help their uh, stock raise the most. But before we do, I need to tell you a little bit about our show sponsor, SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated and confusing, but there is a better way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event. Whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out, or need to find the perfect gift, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. As you know, all the Bears brothers have the SeatGeek app on their phones. It's by far the easiest way that we've been able to shop for tickets. We can be anywhere, pull out our phones, and within a few taps, instantly find some seats. Actually, just looked at SeatGeek uh, for some tickets to the Hall of Fame game. If you want to go see us there, we got our tickets there. We're going to be there come August. Uh, definitely check it out if you can. And, of course, you know, baseball is right around the corner. So either if you're a north sider, south sider, definitely check it out. SeatGeek has, of course, the ticket buying experience that makes it easier than ever before to buy tickets and to get you the most bang for your buck. Seeky grades every ticket based on the value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. And the best part about all of this is that our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code BEARS today. That's promo code BEARS, B-E-A-R-S, for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Alrighty, well, I'm your host, Will DeWitt. Today, I'm joined by special guest and fellow Bears brother, Steve Letizia, and we are giving you our 2018 NFL uh, Combine preview, and we are moving on, going through position by position now, and Steve's going to go ahead and name uh, someone who he believes can raise their stock the most with a strong performance at the Combine. Of course, every player is going to be considered for this, but Steve, I want to know for these positions, who can maybe make the biggest leap in your mind with a strong showing, and starting with Offense, I mean, let's just start quarterback. Obviously, it's not really a true need. We have our quarterback of the future, well, and well, present in Mitchell Trubisky. Um, don't think the Bears are going to go quarterback here in this draft, but we want to give people a full preview. So go ahead. Uh, what quarterback can potentially help raise the stock the most? Yeah, like you said, the Bears aren't going quarterback. Maybe a developmental one later on, but but if we're going to talk about just the top quarterbacks, um, I think this might. I think Josh Allen from Wyoming is going to help himself the most. Um, even though I don't like Josh Allen that much as a passer, um, this the combine is perfect for him because he's not very accurate, but he has a strong arm and he's super athletic. So I think in terms of quarterback, he can help himself the most. Awesome. All right, so let's stick in the backfield. Let's go ahead and go over to running back. Who do you think uh, can definitely help themselves the most? I think that's going to be our coin term for this segment. Yeah, it's a good one. So 
Um, for running backs, I, I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, Ronald Jones um, from USC. He's super athletic. I think he could be the number two running back in this class with a good combine. Um, so I think he'll do pretty well. Um, another guy I want to point out is he's a little bit of a sleeper um, and maybe potentially a Bears target later in the draft is Mark Walton from Miami, uh, Florida. Um, a little undersized. Um, he was hurt this year, um, but he looked really good in 2016. I think um, if he proves he's healthy, he could be a nice day three pick uh, for a team. I think he could do pretty well. Awesome. Switching over to receiver, who can bolster their draft stack? Sure. So uh, receiver, I'm going to go into a couple, just a few guys, just because position is actually a need for exactly. the Bears. Go right I can see them. Yeah, I can see them drafting multiple receivers as it stands right now. Obviously, free agency will change that. But um, and the guy I really like is um, is DJ Chark out of LSU. I think right now he's a third round prospect, third or fourth maybe. Um, but he should dominate the combine. I think he'll be end up being drafted in the second round, potentially even for the Bears in in the early second round. Uh, but he's six three. Um, he needs to add a, a few pounds. Uh, but he's gonna be he's super fast. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he runs a sub four four forty at six three. That's easily worth the second round pick. Um, he averaged twenty uh, two yards per reception this year. Um, so he's a big play threat. Um, again, uh, kind of like a consistent theme for the, with the wide receivers this year is they suffered from poor quarterback play. Chark was the, uh, no different. So I, once he got to the senior bowl with actual quarterbacks, he looked a lot better. Um, I think he scored a touchdown in the senior bowl and, and was open most of the day. So I really like him um, in the second round. Um, if we want to go a little bit later, two guys I like um, is Antonio Callaway from Florida. Um, he's He's got good, decent size, 5'11", 200 pounds, but um, the real issue with him is is off the field. He was suspended all of this year, um, and I, I can't remember why, um, but it wasn't good, obviously. obviously. Um, so if he, yeah, yeah so obviously. Uh, but if he um, does well in the interviews, um, his tape is really good. So if he does well in the interviews and the Bears are okay with with taking a chance on him, I think in the later rounds he'd be a great pick. He could be, if he didn't have any off-the-field concerns, he would probably would be wide receiver number two in this class. So uh, it might be worth a chance later on. Um, and then, uh, lastly, at wide receiver, I have Richie James from Middle Tennessee State. Uh, we know Ryan Pace loves small school guys, so he might uh, love Richie James. Um, and not only is he from a small school, he's pretty small himself. He's 5'9", 175 pounds. Um, so he's uh, obviously just a slot guy at our level, but he's super athletic. Um, he had 212 receptions um, in the last two years um, for Middle Tennessee State, so he, he has great production. Um, he's super fast. He's going to dominate the combine. He even lined up as a running back from time to time. Um, but, uh, the reason I wanted to bring Richie James up was mostly because he reminds me a lot of Albert Wilson from the chiefs. And I know a lot of people want to bring Albert Wilson in as a free agent to the bears. Um, I think Richie James can be a similar type player. Awesome. All right. So go ahead. Tight end. Same thing. All right. Uh, tight end. Probably won't draft one high with the Bears. I mean, I guess it's possible in like a second, but I want to focus on just one guy who's a who's a sleeper, a little bit prospect, uh, maybe in the fourth or fifth round. That's uh, Jordan Akins from Central Florida. Um, he's an older guy. He actually was uh, played baseball. He was drafted by the Rangers back in 2010. Uh, baseball didn't work out, so he switched to football. Um, he's a little undersized, 6'3", 237, uh, but he reminds me a lot of Trey Burton, who the um, um, on the Eagles. Um, and I know a lot of people want. To, to bring in Trey Burton. I think Jordan Atkins can be a similar player. Um, he's going to do really well at the combine. He's, he might run the fastest 40, um, but because he's so he's older, he's 25, he probably will be a day three pick, but I think he could be a steal for any team looking for a tight end. All right. And offensive line, I know that's a position to need as well. So if you want to maybe highlight a couple of people there who can perhaps, you know, improve their draft stock with a strong showing, uh, definitely feel free. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do have a couple of guys I want to, I want to talk about on the offensive line. Um, the first guy is maybe one of my favorite offensive linemen besides Quentin Nelson. Um, it's James Daniels from Iowa. So there you go. Nick will like that one, another Iowa guy. Uh, but I really like him. Um, he's super athletic, good movement skills. I think he fits exactly what the Bears want to do in their offensive, want to have in their offensive linemen. Um, so he, he might need to add a few, a few pounds to just get a little stronger because he's only 295 pounds. Um, but I think he could play center or guard, which will be uh, valuable to any team, but especially the Bears because it gives you some flexibility. Maybe if you draft him in the second round, you move Cody Whitehair to guard and play him at center, or you play him at guard and move and keep Cody Whitehair at center. Um, so he's a player I really like. Um, if he's available in the second, it'd be a great pick. I'm 
thinking he might go late first, however, but but I think he'd be a nice pick if he is available in the second. Um, some later round guys, these are often the tackles that I want to discuss. Um, uh, but I think, I mean, Bears could draft a late round off of tackle as well. Um, first one is Greg Sanat from Wagner. Um, he's a bit of a sleeper. He's, he's more of a developmental guy. Not sure you can play year one, but you can definitely stash him on the practice squad and he can develop into something pretty great. Um, he was a basketball player his first two years at Wagner. Uh, made the switch to left tackle only. Well, actually made the switch to tight end, then made the switch to left tackle. Um, so he's very new to the position, but he's got, I mean, he's got that basketball background. So he's got great feet, great movement skills, su- super athletic. Um, if he can just learn the position, he could be a great offensive tackle down the road, but that's going to take a few years. Um, and then a similar guy, uh, maybe on a day three pick, is Brandon Parker from uh, North Carolina A&T. Which, and if that school sounds familiar, that's because that's where Tariq Cohen went. Um, so this guy blocked for Tariq Cohen. Um, Parker is a 6'7", 300 pounds. Um, so he's got better size than Greg Sinat at, at the time, uh, a little more um, sturdy. Um, he probably could stand to sit out a year, kind of like Sanat, but I think he's more NFL ready. Um, so if they want to go that, um, maybe draft someone who's more NFL ready, he would probably be the pick over Sanat. Um, but he he kind of dominated the lesser competition just with his athleticism. Um, I think if with NFL coaching, he could really um, refine his technique and become a really good offensive tackle. Awesome stuff there, Steve. All right, so let's transition back over to the defense. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. So let's go ahead and begin in the trenches. You know, defensive line, we're still looking for someone opposite of Akeem Hicks to be a difference maker. I still think the Bears need a couple more uh, rotational depth pieces across that line as well. So who's maybe a name or two on the defensive line that can, uh, of course, raise their stock with a strong showing at the combine? Yeah, so a guy I really like um, who's probably going to go in the first round uh, is Vita Vea from Washington. I think he's going to dominate the combine, which is why I really wanted to talk about him. Not sure if he'll be in play for the bears at all but but he is a really good player uh he's 6'5 350 pounds um but he there's there's reports that he's going to run a 4940 which seems slow but at 6'5 350 pounds is pretty incredible um so given it i mean given his size he's super athletic um i thought about putting in my top 10 defensive players he just he's one of the players that just missed um but he's strong stout athletic moves well for his size can eat up double teams um if for some chance he's there in the second round Maybe the Bears, I mean, the Bears would obviously take him because he's really good. Um, he'd be a, a, a great complement next to Goldman and Hicks. That'd be about a thousand pounds of human on the <laughs> defensive line. That'd be that'd be pretty that'd be pretty hard to run against at least. Um, there are some concerns that he might just be a two down player, um, but I think a good combine will show teams that he can he can be a three down player. He can rush the passer. Might not be a huge sack guy at the next level, but but he can he can push the pocket and and, and be disruptive. Um, Another guy, maybe a little another. Uh, I don't know about late round, but maybe mid round guy um, that I really like is Nathan Shepard out of Fort Hayes State. Um, so another small school school guy. Um, I tried to sneak a couple small school guys in here because I know Pace is probably going to draft one of them. Um, but he's got good size for a five technique defensive and six uh, five three hundred pounds. Um, he kind of dominated, kind of like what I mentioned with Parker Brandon Parker earlier. He kind of dominated smaller school guys just because he was so athletic. Um, he really needs to work on his technique, but he is super athletic, and that's something you can't teach. So if you can get him in the fourth round, um, Michael a little bit higher than that, but I think if you can get him in the fourth round, um, he'd be a, he'd be a steal. He could be a rotational defensive lineman right from the get go, uh, with maybe the potential to be a starter down the road. All right, good stuff there. Let's move over to edge, another position that the Bears desperately need more young, good talent at, of course, at the position. But uh, looking at edge, what's the name or two that uh, you would think could definitely have a strong showing next week? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mentioned Harold Landry earlier. I think he'll have a strong showing. Um, another guy I really like is uh, Ogbenaya Okorunkwo from Oklahoma, and I think I pronounced that right, so I'm pretty proud of myself. Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, he's a little undersized, but he's athletic. Um, he has better technique than maybe Landry, um, but not as but not as athletic as Landry. 
but I think he'd be a good, a great pick uh, in the second round. I think he will be there in the second round. Um, in my most recent article, I had him as a possibility for the Bears in the second round. Um, so if you want to learn more about him, I have some videos in there you can you can look into. Um, another guy that I like is Kamoko Ture out of Rutgers. He's probably more, he could be a second round. He could, the Bears could take him in the second round. I think he's more of a third round player, but the Bears don't have a third round pick. So if they really like him, they might have to pick him in the second round. Um, he's got a little bit better size. He's 6'5", 250. Um, he's a, pretty much a prototypical 3-4 outside linebacker. Um, really athletic. The thing I liked about him is that he was asked to drop into coverage and cover tight ends and running backs a lot. And I know that's what the Bears like in their edge players. They want some flexibility in that regard. Um, so I think he'd be a great fit for what the Bears try to do. Um, I'm not sure if he's a double-digit sack a year guy, but I think he can be a, a six to eight sack a year guy for, for a long time. And that's valuable. He could be a nice third third pass rusher for a team. All right. We'll switch um, over to linebackers real quick, Steve, if you don't mind. Sorry, I, didn't mean to, I did not mean to cut you off. No, no, no. That's cool. Yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, I was thinking it's time to go over to linebackers. You want to go ahead and highlight a couple names over there? Hello? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, I think it just cut out for a second. Oh, you're good. Uh, we're going over to linebackers. Highlight a few names over there. Sure. Um, so I mentioned Van Der Esch and Edmonds. Those are two guys I like. Um, a guy who's going to dominate the combine is Malik Jefferson from Texas. I personally don't like him that much as a player, but I think um, on tape he's obviously super athletic. So he's going to be one of the standouts from the combine. Um, he's more athlete than football player right now. Um, he might fit better in a 4-3 as an outside linebacker, maybe a weak side linebacker. Um, but I think he could also play 3-4 as a linebacker, as long as you um, pair him with a guy who's who's maybe a better, better um, um, maybe a more all-around player like Danny Trevathan. Um, so if you draft him, let him develop for a few years, he probably could turn into into a pretty good linebacker. And then um, one sleeper that I like is Jack Sitchi, I think it is, um, from Wisconsin. He, um, very injury prone. He missed all of 17 and only played in four games in 2016. Um, but when he did play as a freshman and early in 2016, he looked really good. Um, good movement skills. Um, I think he can be a complete linebacker at the next level if he proves he can stay healthy. So the combined medicals will be a big part for him. Awesome. Let's switch over to cornerback. Right now, all three of our starting cornerbacks for last season are not under contract, so obviously it's a position of need by default. Free agency, of course, will change that a little bit, but uh, go ahead and highlight just a few corners that you want to uh, real fast. Yeah, sure. So uh, one guy I really like is Dante Jackson from LSU. Um, he's got decent size. Um, he needs to put on a few weight, but he's probably the fastest guy in this in the draft. Um, super athletic. He doesn't have great technique, but he has the um, and not great uh, – um, he's not able to stick with guys in man coverage as well, but he does have great athleticism and speed. So if he does get beat, he has good recovery speed, and that's kind of half a battle with cornerbacks. So he's a guy I like. Um, Jair Alexander from Louisville, kind of a similar player, maybe not as fast. Um, he had some injury issues, but I, I really like him as well. Um, both those players would probably be available for the Bears in the second if they want them. Awesome. So going over to safety, do you want to highlight a few of those as well? Um, yeah, so uh, Derwin James, I mentioned, um, I think he's going to die with the combine. Um, so I won't go into him because I already talked about him. But um, another two other guys I'll just mention really quickly is uh, Kaiser White from West Virginia. He's kind of a similar player to Derwin James, maybe not as athletic, but similar size. And if that name sounds familiar, it should because that's Kevin White's brother. Um, he might not be as athletic as Kevin White. Um, and maybe Bears fans don't want to draft another another White. But I think he could be a good safety maybe in the third or fourth round. And then lastly, uh, Cameron Kelly out of San Diego State. He's played corner and safety in his career, um, a little taller. Um, so I think he could play kind of either or, which would be nice flexibility. He reminds me a lot of DeAndre Hall, who the Bears drafted a few years ago. Um, I think he'd be a nice player in, in the middle rounds for the Bears. Awesome. Well, good stuff there, Steve. Learned a lot about a ton of players that I've heard most of those names, uh, but definitely mm -hmm. learning a little bit more about their strengths is definitely a plus. So moving on to our next segment, I want to go ahead and look at the combine now from general manager Ryan Pace's perspective. So Steve, sure. to begin, I want to know if you're Ryan Pace, what's the one thing that you're keeping an eye on maybe more than others? Is it trying to find Josh Sitton's replacement now, or are you still primarily maybe focusing on those edge rushers? Um, well, I think you kind of got to look at both. If I'm choosing just one thing to focus on. Too. I didn't think of option C. What was that? I didn't think of option C here. Receiver could also be uh, cream of the crop. 
Yeah, receiver, um, I think, especially um, maybe a second-round receiver. So we know about Calvin Ridley. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the wide receiver class is very weird this year because there's not a surefire number two wide receiver in this class. Um, so that's, I think, what Byron Pace will be looking at at the Combine. Uh, maybe it's Auden Tate, who I mentioned, Cortland Sutton, Simi Cobbs, uh, Anthony Miller, who I really like, is more of a slot guy. Uh, I think he could be good. But, yeah, just those – someone's got to separate themselves from the pack in this group of wide receivers. So so I'd be, I'd be watching a lot of second-round, second- and third-round wide receivers if I'm Ryan Pace. Um, as you mentioned, um, they're going to have to look it off in this line now, especially with Justin. I mean, it was kind of expected that Justin might be cut. Um, but, um, I mean, if the Bears do miss out on Quinn Nelson – um, they're going to have to address the position either in the second or fourth round, preferably the second round. And there are some good players. This is a strong interior offensive line class. Um, so I mentioned Isaiah Wynn, James Daniels. Um, a couple other guys I like are um, Frank Ragnow from um, Arkansas. He's a center guard prospect. He'd be nice. Um, Alex Kappa from Humboldt State. He's a smaller school guy. Um, he did really well at the Senior Bowl. Um, he... Uh, he um, dominated Marcus Davenport, who was getting a lot of hype there. So I think he'd be a good option in the second, maybe fourth round, if he's still there. And then, like you said, edge rushers. We obviously need, as it stands, need to draft one, maybe two edge rushers. Um, so I mentioned Landry, Okoronkwo. Um, I just mentioned Davenport. He could be an option for the Bears in the second round. Um, I think with him, you know he's athletic, but you want to watch how he moves in the in the field drills. So I don't really care what he runs in the 40, how many – bench reps he has. I want to see him drop into coverage. Um, I want to see him uh, doing maybe um, um, some positional drills. Awesome. Did I hear a phone ringing? Can you hear me? Um, that was um, my apartment. Someone's buzzing in, but I don't know who it is, so I'm just oh, going to let it go. <laughs> that's interesting. Well, hopefully no one just randomly barges into your apartment. I was like, if you need to take something, that's okay. We can always take a momentarily pause. But uh, all right, so Edge Rusher. We've talked about it off and on throughout this show. Uh, we've also hit mm -hmm. on it in previous podcasts. Obviously, it's a huge need right now for the Bears. I want to know, just this position in general, what kind of drills would maybe set apart some of those guys who are kind of clumped together right now in your mind? Like, how can they set themselves apart and kind of maybe – of course, we talked about people rising up the draft boards, but like maybe catching the eye of Ryan Pace just a little bit more than the rest. Yeah, you kind of cut out there for a little bit. I think you asked about what kind of like positional drill, what, what drills would you look for for edge rushers? Is that correct? Correct. Yes, I'm here. Uh, hopefully, okay. I'm yeah, here. Sorry. Yeah, no, I can hear you. Okay. Um, so for edge rushers, uh, I know I'm going to say 40 yard dash, but not not so much the 40 yard dash. You want to look at the 10 yard split that they have. So they always have the 40 yard dash and then in parentheses a number. That's the 10 yard split. That's going to show their get off, how fast they can get up to top speed. So I really want to see that, that number. Um, another one is uh, you want to see like three cone um, drills and, um, and short shuttle. That will show you if they can drop into coverage, if they have the movement skills to be, because as a three, four outs linebacker, you're not just going to be rushing the passer. You're going to drop into, into zone coverage a lot as well. And then lastly, I want to look at the broad jump because once that shows low, lower body explosiveness, and that's what you want um, that's what you want to see in, in an edge rusher. And then if you're just looking at measurables, height is important, but what you're really looking for is arm length. Um, so Ogbonia, Ogbenaya Okoronko, for example, only 6'1", but he has 34 and a half inch arms. Um, that was at the senior bowl. So so I don't really care how short he is because he has the length to be a, to be a good edge rusher in the NFL. Awesome. Well, hopefully I'm coming in a little bit more clear now. Seems like we're you and I are just having a decent amount of technical weird issues today. Happy Tuesday, everybody, or Tuesday for that matter. But uh, all right, so to be clear, I'm not a betting man, but I know a good portion of fans are always intrigued year in, year out. Like, who's going to go ahead and run the fastest 40 time? So I want to know, who are a few names that Bears fans should maybe be keeping an eye on who will potentially run the fastest 40 at the Combine this year? Yeah, so I kind of mentioned a few guys who uh, already, but I'll just mention them again real quick. Dante Jackson, the cornerback, he's probably going to run the fastest 40 if I had to put money on it, and I wouldn't recommend anyone gambling. But if I did, I would probably put it on Dante Jackson. Um, another corner is Denzel Ward. Um, like I said, he's a little shorter, but he's probably going to run a 4-3, four, uh, four, probably something like that, maybe in the 4-2s. Um, so he'd be a good bet. Um, running back, I would choose either probably Ronald Jones I mentioned earlier, or Naheem Hines out of North Carolina State. Um, and then it'll just be interesting. I don't know if he's going to run the fastest, but I just want to see what Lamar Jackson's going to run out of Louisville, the quarterback. 
Um, we know he's super athletic. So even if he runs a really fast 40 time, I'm not sure if it proves his draft stock very much um, because we already know he's athletic. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what he runs. Awesome. All right. So guys, we just have one more segment left for you. And that is going to be a handful of fan questions is how we like to end the majority of our shows. And the first question comes from bear down underscore shy. And he wants to know what's your thought on Shaquem Griffin. And do you think the bears would grab him if he's available in the second round? Yeah. Um, I really like Shaquem Griffin. He's, uh, he's an interesting prospect. Um, I'm not sure if everyone knows, but, um, he was born without one of his hands. Um, so if, I mean, if that weren't the case, he probably would be a good pick in the second round because he's super athletic. Um, but because of that question mark, I think he's more of a late round guy than a second round prospect. Uh, but I do really like him. Um, I think, you know, he'd be a great inside linebacker um, next to Danny, Danny Trebathan. He can also rush the passer from time to time. Um, unfortunately, I mean, uh, he's, re- he's really athletic, but from time to time, um, it does show up on tape uh, that he misses a few tackles, most likely because he is missing that hand. But he is a good player. He's pretty intriguing. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. All right, moving on to the next question. It comes from your dad, which I don't know his name, so I'm calling him Steve's dad for the sake of things <laughs> today. And uh, his question to you, Steve, uh, he says, I noticed in your last article, you said because of the change in offensive scheme under Matt Nagy, you wanted that the Bears' uh, ability to draft receiver really isn't great as it was before, like the need or the yeah the need to draft receiver. It wasn't as great now that we have a new coach, a new scheme. He wants to know why. Yeah, and I was I was surprised. That was a pretty good question. Um, so thanks, Dad. His, his name's Joe. We can call him Joe from now on. Uh, Sounds good. But yeah, so that was a good question. I didn't have a lot of time to explain that because what my last article was pretty long. Uh, but basically, what I meant by that is um, in Daryl Daryl Logan's scheme, he he basically said to the wide receivers, "Hey, go get open," um, which is really hard to do. In Matt Nagy's scheme, he's going to more. Um, run a scheme that's going to scheme the wide receivers open on their own. It won't really matter who the wide receiver is. They just kind of have to be there to catch the ball. Um, I'm not saying wide receiver isn't a need and it would be great. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. You want to have better wide receivers, obviously, but I just don't think it's as important. Um, I think the guys the Bears currently have um, will, will be fine in this scheme because they won't be asked to do as much. Awesome. The next question comes from Tristan, and I think it's something that we've really answered throughout the majority of the show, but he wanted to know, are there any players they believe that are currently not on the Bears' radar, or maybe not even your radar yet, that could perhaps land in that category if they do have a good combine? Yeah, like I said, we kind of addressed this a little bit. Uh, Harold Landry um, was one of them off the top of my head. Uh, maybe if we're going a little bit different, somewhat, uh, Urquan Smith, I know he's a good player, but he hasn't really been mocked to the Bears a lot. Um, and then if I'm going to one, maybe like Dark Horse, Candidates. I'm going to go uh, Vita Vea from Washington, the nose tackle I talked about, or slash de- uh, defensive tackle. Um, it might be a little bit of reach at eight, but I think after the combine, he's going to be he's going to shoot up draft boards. So, um, like I said, Dark Horse Corner, there will probably be better players available, but maybe, you know, you never know. Maybe he could be a pick for the Bears as well. Sure. Sure. All right. So the next question, we have two left. And the next one is one of those that I like to call a simple question with a complicated answer. And it comes from Johnny. You want to know what should we focus on the most when it comes to the combine? Yeah, I thought that was actually a really interesting question. Um, it kind of depends on how you're watching the combine. If you're, um, if you have a life unlike me and aren't going to watch the combine, and you're just going to look at, at the numbers after the combine, um, you obviously want to look at, at just like 40 yard dash. Um, mostly the the uh, drills that I like to look at are more the movement skills, so the three cone, the shuttle, um, short shuttle, stuff like that. Um, if you are watching the combine, um, I wouldn't focus as much as on, on the athletic testing. I'd watch more of the um, on-field drills because that's where that's what the um, GMs are going to be watching. That's what the scouts are going to be watching. That's really the most important part of the combine. Um, and a part we don't get to see are the medicals and the interviews, and those are a huge part of the combine. So you can't um, – so, so try and read up af- on that after the combine. We obviously can't see that information, um, but that's just as important as the on-field drills. 
See what I'm looking forward to is when they take that shot into like the booth of the Chicago Bears. And I want to see uh, Coach Negi and Ryan Pace sitting next to each other. You know, just looking buddy buddy because when the the first year with Fox and Pace next to each other, I think they're like multiple <laughs> seats apart, looking opposite directions. Yep. Things already seemed a little off. So I want to see that chemistry. I mean, they seem like they're already hitting it off. So I just want to see uh, just yep. how uh, cohesive their teamwork is throughout the entirety of the combine. But uh, yep. moving on to our final question, it comes from Sean. And it is, if Calvin Ridley has a very impressive combine, will that be enough for us to feel comfortable with him being our first pick? I'm going to go ahead and chime in here first. Uh, Personally, I don't know if I want to go receiver in the first round. I feel like there's this bigger needs. And I feel like after free agency, uh, wide receiver just won't be as big as a need as it is as it is right now. So for me, even with a good combine, I'm not going Ridley. And on top of that, I don't expect Ridley to have a bad combine. So I, I actually expect him to have a good one. What about you, Steve? Um, I'm actually going to go the opposite. Um, I agree. I think he is going to have a really good combine. And I agree with what you said that obviously we probably will address wide receiver in free agency. But um, I think I would draft him. Personally, I would draft him now because I know a lot of people don't like him because he's a little older. I don't really care about that. I know he's a good route runner. He's fast. Um, He can catch. Uh, I really like him, especially I think he's going to run in the four fours, maybe even a four three. So uh, I would I would definitely be okay with picking him at eight. At the same time, I think there will be better players available, but if he is the pick, I'd be fine with that. Okay, sounds good. I mean, I like that you went a different direction. I want to know that yeah. real quick. I'm going to give you a best case, best case scenario here. Quentin Nelson okay. and Ridley somehow make it on the make it to the eighth pick. Who do you who do you pick? Uh, Quentin Nelson. Okay, that's what I thought. Sure. That's why I wanted to make sure. I wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, Steve, that's all I have. So I just want to thank you again for this phenomenal preview of the NFL Combine. I know I learned a ton, and I'm sure our listeners did too. So again, just thank you so much for taking the time, not only watching those 30-plus hours of film week in and week out, writing awesome stuff for our blog you know, every week, but of course for joining us on today's podcast. Yeah, no problem. A lot of fun. Happy to do it again anytime. Awesome. And make sure you can follow Steve on Twitter at Stephen Letizia, and make sure to head over to our site, thebearsbros.com, to check out all of his written work. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. I want to thank you all who watched live or listened to the replay and, of course, listened to the podcast on a platform of your choice. I want to also thank you for kind of dealing with the technical issues today. I'm I'm unsure kind of like what's going up, but I do appreciate you sticking it out, especially if you're listening right now at the very end of this episode. uh, You get a little extra thank you for just kind of sticking it out. And I hope, again, that you found this episode to be a benefit to you. And one final thing. We're planning on being in Indianapolis next weekend for the Combine. I know right now we're planning on being there on Friday and Sunday. Uh, we're kind of figuring out Saturday as we go. But if you're going to be in Indy this weekend for the Combine, for any of the fan experience stuff, let us know. We would love to meet you there. But until next time, bear down, Chicago. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. 